You're a cop? Private investigator. Alice loved her job more than anything until she met a man who stole her heart. Did you just ask me to marry you? <laughs> Along with everything else. He took all of my money, my entire life savings. ABC Thursday. I'll find him. The executive producers of Grey's Anatomy, Scandal, and How to Get Away with Murder bring you the sexiest cat and mouse game on television. Wanna play? Let's play. The Catch. Series premiere Thursday, 10, 9 central on ABC. You're tuning in to the online broadcast network, AfterBuzz TV. Over 20 million weekly downloads in over 150 countries and your number one source for after show entertainment. TV, the destination for TV superfans, producing aftershows for over 300 of your favorite TV shows, interviewing celebrities and showrunners, and bringing you behind-the-scenes exclusives. All thanks to E! Entertainment's Maria Menounos, producer Kevin Undergaro, and internet leader Akamai. Now, let the buzz begin! Thank you. I'm going to Hey, hey. Yes, I will. Yeah. All right, guys. What is up? Welcome to another episode of After Buzz TV Scandal After Show. This is episode 15. Pencils down. <laughs> I'm joined here. It's me and your favorite gladiators. Um, I'm Emil Ennis Jr. In case you didn't know, now you know. Hey, what's up, everybody? I'm Cornelia. Hey, gladiators. I'm Sophia Stanley. Hi, I'm Bam Erickson. And we're about to break it down. Um, so in this episode, we have uh, the Republican <laughs> preparing for the debate. And we find out that Sally Langston... I can't figure out what I'm doing on my phone right now. Um, we find we're out that table. Sally Langston is now going to be hosting this. She's the moderator. So it's going to be... Awesome. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, very awesome. Um, and she's so perfect for she it. She is perfect for it. I think it's going to be absolutely amazing. Let's... Um, the way I have it broken down, I want to specifically focus on the Republican debate prep first and go by candidates, starting with um, Susan Ross. <laughs> so Susan Ross, she is, as we see when she's preparing, is doing an amazing job. And she is very um, well-versed. She's well-spoken. She seems calm, collected together, the complete opposite of Melly. And it's to the point where Abby calls Liv and says you should pretty much jump ship and join this side. Were you guys surprised at all by... Susan being able to handle everything so well? Mm-mm. Not at all. No. She's I mean, she's it. She's on she's on top of it. Oh was. And remember when when she first came on the scene and she actually got to speak? Mm-hmm. True. We were like, oh, Susan's gonna actually be the better candidate. True. So we kind of knew from the beginning. And Susan, she's a smart girl. She has that 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 relatable thing that people look for in a candidate well that you're supposed to look for in a candidate right so you know I, I like Susan were, were you surprised Emil? I guess now that you guys say it I guess I really wasn't that surprised <laughs> but for some reason I just I don't know I think I think she's just still growing on me as a candidate um, just because the way she entered the race she was so unsure of herself it's nice to, I guess, see her have confidence. Well, I think she was unsure only because she felt that she was too real to to be in that position. Because remember, um, I can't remember if it was earlier um, in the season or if it was last season when 
she questioned when she first became vice president when she questioned the, that big law she kept reading mm-hmm. so she's very qualified to, sure. to do the position she just didn't feel as though you know maybe I'm a little too honest for this position and I, and to piggyback on what Bam just said, I think also she felt she wasn't polished enough. And I think yeah. that's the unfortunate thing that, you know, <laughs> arguably, you know, since TV entered the actual political race, looks and aesthetics and, and how you talk and whether or not you have a funny laugh or not, those things have now become important versus arguably being intelligent and, like Cornelia said, being relatable. So I think that what she felt insecure about was the fact that she may not have been TV ready, um, but at the same time, I think that her her debate prep proved herself wrong. Does that make sense? I think that in that moment, I think she started to feel comfortable. She felt like she had this, and she definitely felt like it was literally and figuratively hers. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Stage. Now, with Susan, we have um, an interesting situation happening. What's up, man? What's up? I know what's coming. What? This the, this mess between oh, Susan. Yeah. Oh. So we have an interesting situation mm-hmm. just because, um, first of all, it got complicated because uh, Liv <laughs> pulled, not Liv, Liz pulled. They, I'm sorry. Hey, can I say something? Why did they do that? Like, why did they do that? I don't, I'm sorry, you guys. I'm having a moment. Couldn't they have called her Jennifer? Exactly. Elizabeth? Bianca, anything other than anything linguistically seeming similar to live. Exactly. So Lizzie Bear, why wouldn't they call her Elizabeth? Sorry. No, I'm I'm because every single week I end up doing that. So Liz, she um, pulls David into the office and Susan's sitting there and she says that we need you to go on stage with Susan to publicly declare your relationship and let people know that you guys are an item. Now you know for the like pretty much every week I say that David needs to grow a spine and stand up for himself. You mean he needs to grow some balls? Well, something. David just needs to be a new man. He just is super, super annoying this episode, and I'm well, I'll go off on my rant later. But what bothered me is after <laughs> he uh, agreed, then he was talking to Abby, and once again discloses information saying I'm trying to decide between this girl and that girl. Which is inappropriate in itself considering you used to date Abby. It's just awkward. <laughs> like anyway. So then after all that goes down, when Susan is in the office with Abby and she sees David's folder and then she says Abby says that, you know, he's uh in here talking about how he can't decide between two women he's juggling women and then she finds out first of all, that was a great moment because I was like, Oh, <laughs> Because <laughs> that was way we all said weeks ago. We were like, we don't know how it's going to be revealed, but we can't wait until the moment it's revealed. And when it finally happened, it was I like the way it happened. When she addresses David and point blank asks, "Are you cheating on me? Tell me the truth." Like I don't care. Like just be honest with me in this moment. And he lied. Well, <laughs> the rule the rule <laughs> is any, the, the rule is anytime anytime someone asks you flat out. Or you blah 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 blah. That means they know. So they just want you to say it. They want you to confirm it and say it. So the fact that he did not do that, I already knew that it was just about to be 
that it was going to hit the van. I'm going to say this. I've never met a man who was accused of cheating, was actually cheating in real life, who admitted it on the first round. I've never met one. <laughs> I've never met one. I don't. So when he said that, I was like, I was like, damn, just tell the truth. But deep down, I was like, he's not going to tell the truth. Mm-hmm. He's going to say no. He's going to be like, no, nah, baby, no. And then she's going to be like, okay, you said you ain't cheating. And then go back on her little way. And, and we were going to revisit because there's always a second go around where the woman asks. And then maybe he'll say yes. So. I mean, he's dudes don't be telling the truth. No woman. Oh. Oh. Do one more time, email. I wasn't expecting that. What about you, Sophia? No. Okay. So then, keep going in the episode, and this is where I got heated. Cause what did I write? Um. I have suit looking outside in the office. Dave, are you cheating on me? And he says, I'm not. I'll tell you the truth. I put lies, lies, <laughs> stank ass, and I can't say that word. Die, no spine, having ass. I was so mad. I was so mad. Um, the reason why I got even more upset later on is because when... Um, when he breaks up with Liz, he tells her that he's feeling guilty and it, it just it doesn't feel right. And then when he goes back and is confronted by Susan right in front of the debate while she's outside smoking, and she says, I'm dumping you, do I need to spell it out and say it out loud? I love you. You're the only one I love. I care about you. So here's my issue. You, and this is with anything in any show, in any real life scenario. I just hate when people say all this when they get caught. Because he didn't, he wasn't, He even though he's been struggling with it, he still did not stand up to Liz. He did. He did, ironically. Remember, when he stood up to Liz, when he was breaking up with her, he said, I'm in love with Susan Ross. No, 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 no. I mean, pri- but he said he broke up with her after he got caught, though. After she confronted him and said, David, are you cheating on me? Yeah. Fair enough. Keep Okay, fair enough. You're you know 100%. What I mean? It's just like, he, even though I understand he was struggling, he was trying to go to Abby, and yes, I'll give you a hand clap for effort for trying to get some advice and figure out what to do, but you did not actually make action and break up with Liz until you were confronted by Susan and she was let on by details that she found to say, oh, are you cheating on me? Because now that he knows, oh, she has some type of hint. Well, let's back up prior to that. He was cheating on her prior to the whole truth, so you know you, we we know what kind of man David is. So if he can't if he can't um if he can't handle the situation two weeks ago, what make you think that he's gonna all of a sudden become a changed man and then have balls and stand up and say, Oh, you know what? I am cheating, I'm sorry, or 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 tell or tell um or Lizzie, um, you know, we're done. But he did, he did tell yeah. but I'm but er, but I'm just saying like if I'm he's just, saying like what make he if he didn't do it then he he's not a different man two weeks later like he wasn't going to do it. Yeah. See, it's funny. I actually maybe it's because I'm the sappy one. I took it completely different. I took it especially and even when when um, Susan was talking to the president. I think the unfortunate thing is David does love Susan. Mm-hmm, I agree. Nobody mind that. I think that makes it worse. Mm-hmm. I think at the end of the day. You only get someone where they are or who they are. Like, love love can't make someone be something they're not. So at the end of the day, David is spineless. At the end of the day, not only is David spineless, but there's some 
he has some weird sexual fetish wherein he finds Elizabeth attractive, which I don't understand. But at the end of the day, sometimes you need sometimes you need a relationship to almost be slipping away or for you to fear losing something for you to actually realize what you have. Do you know what I'm trying to say? Like, that's kind of normal in relationships. Yeah. Like, that's why so many people, right before they're about to get married, like, <laughs> the girl's like, oh my God, he won't propose to me. And they break up. And then what happens? He gets her back and they propose. Like, or something happens. Someone's about to move away. And the person's like, oh my God, but I love you. That's kind of normal. And and so taking away the fact that Liz is so deplorable, did they ever, and I'm being an asshole, but did they ever have the girlfriend boyfriend talk? Like, did they well, have, well, have no. did I miss question something? about both of those couples? No, but that in was general, my next like, question. But no, but in general, like they're two, they're 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 adults boinking. Let's be one hundred at any time. And I'm and I'm just playing devil's advocate or angel's advocate. At any time, did David and Susan have the conversation? We are either boyfriend and girlfriend, and or we are monogamous. Or was it assumed because we think Susan is so nice and proper that it is implied in the interaction? See, I never, I never took it as uh, Liz and uh, David to be boyfriend and girlfriend. <laughs> I'm, I'm with you. They were just, they were just fucking. Right. You mean Susan? I'm asking Susan. Yeah. Because it's almost like I kind of don't. Not no, that I, I don't care no, about yeah, that's yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, so, with Susan right, and David, yeah. right? Oh, no, we've we never yeah. seen the combo. No, we, it's never so, been a, a thing where so we're officially dating. You know what I mean? Because in my mind, when they brought up the fact that he's gonna come on stage with him with her, I would have thought that would have already been a discussion mm-hmm. because you're running for president. If me and you were technically boyfriend and girlfriend, our pillow talking, we would already covered that. Mm-hmm. So it's going to come up that I'm single and I'm a woman. I need a man. You're my man. So they're going to ask that you come on stage. How do you feel about that? That was both of their first time hearing about it. So I took it as David really isn't going with either one of them. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm, I'm not, mm-hmm. and, I, and I'm not trying he to, still was lying. I'm not trying to beat this to beat this, but it's almost like, we're not in high school. Like, we're adults. And in the adult world, if you do not have a conversation, then you are not in a relationship. True. So at the end of the day, and I know it would have made the whole show, and don't get me wrong, do I feel bad for Susan? I completely do. But to a certain extent, he wasn't cheating on anybody. He was just being a grown adult. That's why, backing up or going forward, that's why when Liz said, I wasn't even sleeping with anyone else. That's when you know, oh, you caught feelings. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, she right? Feelings, yeah. Because at the end of the day, without having the conversation, it's implied. So you taking it upon yourself to stop seeing people, that means you're invested, which is different than the other person. Like, there has to be an offer in exchange. I have to be, basically be like, do you want to be my boyfriend or girlfriend? And you have to say yes. We have to set terms. Terms is monogamy. And you say yes, I say yes, and then we are in a relationship. Mm-hmm. Do you hear me, y'all? Well, yeah. you know, otherwise you are not said, in a relationship. Grandma said you're not single. You're single <laughs> until you marry. So I, I, know. I yeah. know someone else who says that yeah, too. Yeah. But I knew that I knew Lizzie was going to catch feelings, and David's now in a situation because he doesn't have any balls. He, you know, he's spineless or whatever. You know, he has now a bitter. He has a bitter girl. Who um, who he was getting it on with, and so you know she's very spiteful. So I'm. She one- called her a muppet, y'all. Yeah. But then yeah. she cried and at the even- end, so I'm confused. Uh, yo, yeah, that was she's a hot mess. Was Let it us- cry? Listen. And I didn't like that. Can I say something? L- literally make her an ice queen. You can't make her an ice queen, and now she's gonna catch feelings and then start crying. Like was that's she just pre- stupid. Was she pretending? Well, then I she's a good know. pretender. Yeah. It didn't seem like it. Y'all, let us know what you think on iTunes. <laughs> <laughs> 
because we are uh, well I don't know how I feel now like after all anyway let us know what you think um, go to iTunes rate comment subscribe same thing if you're on YouTube watching live click that thumbs up button and leave a comment and um, also leave a comment on YouTube as well we really really appreciate it um, um, and also too if you guys were watching Scandal you saw a brand new commercial for a new show what? so we now have Grey's Anatomy mm-hmm. Private Practice Scandal how to get away with murder. Mm-hmm. And on the new TGIT lineup, we have The Catch. What? Yes, it is starring, <laughs> and I hope I don't get her name wrong, it is Mira Enoise. Okay. I think I'm pronouncing it correctly. Uh, Peter Cross, who is from Parenthood. And it is one part Catch Me If You Can, one part Romeo and Juliet, and one part drama. So, make sure you grab a cocktail. Thursday, 10 p.m. on ABC. Catch me if you can. Make sure to watch it. Wait a minute. So I got to switch from my wine to a cocktail. A cocktail. All right. I'm doing Cheers. it. Cheers. <laughs> I don't mind doing it. Okay. Um. So let's go to Melly. So Melly, I mean, we all know Melly. And we know how she is. And like Liv said, how stubborn she is. And she's very much uh, set in her ways of doing things. So Melly is doing her prep. And while she's doing her prep, she's freaking out. She's worrying about what outfit she's wearing. Like, she's just worrying about superficial things as always. Because, as we see later, Melly already thinks she's prepared because she's a know-it-all. And we have the focus group. She's listening to what they're saying. Of course, she's saying they're wrong. We don't need to do this. Um, And I like... It's growing on me, this dynamic between (laughs) Liv and Melly over what we're having over these past couple weeks, how we're seeing them deal with each other. Um, And it's a nice change of pace from what we normally would have with them. That makes sense. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> as far as Melly goes, and I'm just going to jump forward and then we can jump back and dissect whatever. But specifically with the Gettysburger test, one, I didn't agree with that because and it's it's kind of like and now we see what uh, Papa Pope's motives were. But still, he was right when he mm-hmm. said you are trying to make her something that she's not. And when you do the Gettysburger test, like, for example, <laughs> if you. If you try to put somebody like that in that situation, it still does not ring true. No matter how hard she tries, like putting the hat on. Like also, also not only that, and this is, and I, and I was beyond irritated. So did we forget that she's been the first lady for the last seven years? So how the hell did she ever go into a Gettysburg?er And we don't know exactly. So do you think that Michelle Obama, Hillary Clinton, um, could go into a Chipotle? And we didn't know about it. Ain't nobody going to Chipotle right now. Well, that's but well yes, said. I, I hear it. Yeah, right. Yeah. Do you know what I'm trying to yeah. say? That's a good one. I don't know where that slipped in. Maybe they paid <laughs> me to say that. Not really. Anywho. The free burrito they yeah. give you. Right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to cease and desist. Watch. In my email will be like, Sophia Stanley, cease and desist. <laughs> talking about Chipotle. Oh, my gosh. Anywho. But I think that's the problem. I think that at the end of the day, in the same way when they were doing the... um. Uh, the press tour with uh, Olivia when she was identified as the president's girlfriend and they were like yo dude like you're not an ordinary like look your clothes look your bag so forth and so on they should have taken more of that approach like you can't you can't make her into something she's not you mm-hmm. can't you can't literally be like you're not the first lady you can't be like she's not her pedigree you can't be like she's not a Rhodes Scholar what she should have done is to me, she should have taken the offensive. I think it is rather unfortunate that because I'm a woman and I'm smart, you think that I'm a know-it-all. Like, she kind of almost needed to do that. Like, she almost needed to do that. And I can't remember the comedian. Remember the comedian who has, like, the little billboards and it's like, if you don't watch me, you're, you're sexist. 
She kind of needs to do that subtly. Yeah. Does that make sense? Like, she almost subtly needs to say to people, if you think I'm a know-it-all, it's because you're sexist. They aren't necessarily sexist. She really is a know-it-all. Do you know what I'm trying to say? But she needs to take that, like, I'm woman, hear me roar. Like, I have to be smarter than everybody well, else. I want to hear you guys' perspective, though. What if, for this Gettysburg test, though, so we saw it fail. Yeah. If she would have taken a different angle, instead of saying, like, going in there, acting if she had been there before, why couldn't she have taken the angle of, then I've never delivered. been here? <laughs> could she not have done uh, that? Completely. But that's, she that's, could have. But that, this is a pro- Sorry, go. Sorry. My problem with Melly, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna smash her just for a couple seconds. My problem with Melly is you smash her, Melly. No, no, no. <laughs> not no, She has no. a nice ass, though, but in real life. Oh, but anyway, I can't. So, um, no, can I say something? No, no, no. Can no. I say something? I think that every episode. That body banging. No, Bellamy Young is body banging. Head to toe. That's that cornbread. Yeah, yeah. I don't think yeah. the same thing. You know she a southern girl. No, and I literally say no to self. Eat more cornbread. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Country corn fat. Mm-hmm. But, uh, I cannot. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we're from the north. Like, like, <laughs> <laughs> yo, no. <laughs> Oh my god! And then my brain immediately went to Alex Marcus. Yeah. Oh my god! Oh, well, no, right? No, we about to get out. Yeah. Alejandro Marcus. <laughs> really, really quickly, what I was gonna say about what I was gonna say about Melly and just even Liv in general. I think Liv and Cyrus's ways are the old ways Very versus mm-hmm. Alex. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. you know, they have more of a new way. You can't, you can't do that whole facade. Um, I'm gonna quote you mm-hmm. uh, years ago. Sophia said the facade of a celebrity uh, a facade of a celebrity those days are gone. We don't want the facade. We want in your face. And Olivia and Cyrus ways are old, which is why the ways did not work. Now, as far as Melly's concerned in the whole know-it-all, I have to just throw this for a second. Um if you were so smart, Melly, you would have played the whole state won in situation and you wouldn't be in this situation you're not going to win well actually I didn't think she was going to win president but now that Susan Ross is going to be toast I think now Melly actually could win but no Melly you don't need to be president just sit down well I think this is what I think though (laughs) bam with the shade (laughs) I'm not sure I'll say that for my predictions about Mm -hmm. who I think is going to win but I think the fact that Melly as Melly the person Melly wouldn't go into a Gettysburger Melly wouldn't go into a Gettysburger. So I would like to see Melly actually speak up and say, listen, I'm all down for the old school way, whatever way you want to do it, but maybe a Panera or maybe Mm -hmm. somewhere like that because I'm not eating burgers. And honestly, most Americans are steering away from that anyway. So they could have, they could have, they could have switched it into. But no, no, no. But no, that's my favorite. No, 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 it's not. Okay. (laughs) With the McDonald's and the pink sludge and all this other stuff, people are starting to be more aware of what they're eating. So she could have, they, they could have switched it and said, you know, actually, I haven't been to Gettysburg, but I go to Panera because they have different options, healthy options. I'm on my feet all day, so I need to have like a nice salad and a kale salad, things that'll keep me moving because blah 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 blah. Isn't Panera bread? But they have no, salads. No, they have now. They do. They have They've always had They've always had salads. They have salads and soup. Okay. No. I think that uh, Cornelia Stradwick should run Melly Grant's campaign. Yeah. Oh, you're hired. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to find this, um, I was trying to find this article where 
because um, that particular scene just reminded me of that video that went viral a couple, like a, maybe a couple weeks ago of President Obama going to that burger place mm-hmm. and he ordered a Republican burger and Democrat. And oh, the, the tacos. And the it was in South <laughs> Oh, yeah, the taco place. <laughs> and he was like, so I'm bipartisan. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's go to... Um, I'm going to miss him, y'all. I really am. Let's we go to uh, the whole family. Hollis Doyle. So first of all, just to jump forward, when he had the bacon that he was cooking on the rifle... Yo, me and Sophia's face turned so that when he took it off, that bacon still looked raw as hell, y'all. Like, I don't eat bacon like that. It gotta be real cooking in that bacon. It gotta be Chris Hollis gonna have bubble guts. Hollis is gonna have the BGs. Like, it's not even much to talk about Hollis Doyle. He just. He's authentic. Yeah, he's authentic, but he thinks that he doesn't need to do anything because he's Hollis Doyle. And it's they're playing pretty close to current events yeah. because Hollis represents a certain candidate that is out now. Mm-hmm. Very you know... Um, clownish. Clownish. Last name is five letters as well. Tell it like it is. Mm-hmm. It's supposedly tell it like it is candidate. So, Racist, ignorant, backwards. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, you know, they're keeping it in that sense they're keeping it true to what's actually going on. And, and not only that though, I also think you know, and I'm a little bit of a political nerd. I also think that they're they're dropping really golden nuggets on how our political process works, specifically as it regards to PACs. So, because Hollis Doyle is a gazillionaire, mm-hmm. think about it. He had five hundred million dollars that he was just willing to give to Melly if she bent over, mm-hmm. right? So he was going to have his super PAC run a commercial during the debate. Think about that. Think about if. The debate, all of the commercials, and when they say run a commercial, they really meant all of the commercials. Think about if you're watching a debate that literally every commercial there was a debate for one of the candidates. You couldn't help it. It's literally, it's not even subliminal messaging. You're literally thinking, oh, that's the guy for the job. Mm-hmm. Why? Because he's, you're seeing more of him. You're hearing more of him. You're getting your message beyond the little one minute quip, the one minute rule, the 30 second rebuttal. I also think what they're showing is they're showing in contrast to Melly, who is a know-it-all, who's a Rhodes Scholar. I'm sorry if I want my president to know it all. I'm sorry if I want my president to be a Rhodes Scholar. I'm sorry if my president I want my president to know the price of gas in every single state in the union. I do not give any Fox sorry. I got had a moment. <laughs> But I really don't care if my president can shoot a pretend rifle at a gun range. Yeah. I really don't give any whatever that he literally got his money by doing something foolish. However, a big percentage of the population does. Why? Because people like to feel, some people, that the their president could be their friend. I don't want my president yeah. to be my friend. I need you to do your job. I need you to do But think about it. But that's why, arguably, and I don't mean this to be disrespectful to um, George W., but that's why George W. was so popular. Because most people knew that he may not have been the brightest. However, they felt that he was approachable. Contrast, again, with the current president. A lot of people say that the current president is a know-it-all. Why? Because when he speaks about things on a higher level, he takes a moment to explain things. Mm -hmm. In explaining things, it is reminding people that they don't understand. And instead of people consuming it and going, okay, cool, the president is actually speaking to me and cares enough to make sure that I, we the people, understand, for some, they feel turned off. That's their fault. True, but sadly, it is very endemic and systematic of the actual America that we live in. The whole concept of Sarah Palin being hot 
and possibly being a vice presidential candidate versus Hillary Clinton again and ex- no one can discount her intelligence. But yet, what do we want to talk about? Whether or not she flipped her hair or didn't flip her hair? Whether or not she wears a pantsuit? Yeah. Pear shape, yeah. Pear shape? Like, I don't give no Fs about that. Can she do the job? Can she do the job? Sorry, that's why I don't like women. I won't. I I already know where Cornelia is. I already know where Cornelia is about to go. (laughs) If you want to hear Cornelia's thoughts, please go to Happy Hour. Shout out a conversation on iTunes. Right. Um, And register to vote. Yes, please register to vote. And vote. Quick and get question. your friends to register. Before I go to this next topic, um, I glossed over one aspect of Melly that I want to talk about. So we saw at the beginning when um, Olivia was handling the debate, like the actual debate, debate prep, like mm-hmm. prepare. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? When she was telling them, no, we have to have a buzzer. We have to have a light because uh, if we don't, they're going to run this because, you know, uh, Sally Langton's friends with Hollis. My question is, do you guys think, and then we saw how she handled the Gettysburg thing, do you guys think that Olivia is doing a good job so far running Melly's campaign? Mm-mm. No. I uh, think Olivia is doing the job that Olivia has done since this show started. We, in our mind, created this supernova superpower of Olivia Pope that she has, does no wrong and that everything is perfect and that she, she does things. Yes, she's a boss, and yes, she gets it done. However... When I, the Olivia I saw, this was Olivia I've been watching since since season one. For me, why she's not um, doing her job properly is because they don't they don't match. You have to you have to. Um, it's like it's like us as entertainers. You know, we have managers and we have agents. And although I'm making this entertainment wise, you have to be able to click and bond with the people that you're working with. And those two, they don't. All they do is yell at each other. There's no um, the same reason why Cyrus um, um, can't you know get along with what's his name because there's no communication. There's no uh, there's no bond. There's no there has to be something that a connection and there's no connection between the two. You make a good point, and I and I kind of want to argue against it, but I'm I'm not going to. However, I actually adamantly disagree with Cornelia. And the reason being is I actually think that we have seen Olivia the Gladiator. I think we have seen Olivia who can breathe fire and and turns everything to ash. And specifically what I'm remembering, and I can't remember what episode, but do you remember the episode where we had that hot senator and he was having, like, he had sex with someone and someone videotaped it because someone had a camera in his mm-hmm. office, remember? Remember how they flipped it and they basically broke it down to an issue of <clears throat> privacy and so forth and so on, like, I'm single, whatever? There are so many examples, and I think that I would, and I'm going to say seasons one through season three, that when we had the scandals of the week, they were coming up with new and refreshing ways to solve problems, wherein we couldn't anticipate the end, right? Where they were actually being organic and true to the person. So what they weren't doing is they weren't playing to public opinion. They were actually playing to who the person was. Fast forward to when they were then doing all of the press or the anti-press for Olivia with dog whistle politics. Again, they were playing true to who she was. She she is um, uh, uh, strategic. She is intelligent. She is all of those things. And they were saying that any other words were basically saying that because she was inferior. I think this is because she's still concerned with Jake. Hmm. She's not actually there. They did have a moment where they bonded, but this isn't this isn't her play because she really thinks that whatever Jake is doing will mitigate any power she could get if in fact Melly wins. So therefore her head's not actually in the Melly game. Her head is in taking down Jake's game. If her head was in the game, she Melly could be the 
ultimate candidate. Melly literally is an amalgamation of all of them with the exception of Vargas. She literally has great prep pedigree. She drinks moonshine, y'all. Think about it. And she's intelligent. She was married to the president and the president cheated on her and she literally like stood with by him. So she's a good Republican woman. But at the same time, she's like, you know what? But I'm divorcing his ass. So now all of these independent women are like, yeah, you go girl. Like she lost a son. She lost a son in front of the entire American people. They're not playing on any of that. Olivia could win this. Olivia's head isn't in the game. Let me say this. Yes, Olivia, like I said, Olivia's a boss and Olivia gets it done. But if you go back from season one and now, we have said uh, at least ten times through each season, Olivia's off her game. The next episode, Olivia's on her game. Next episode, Olivia's off her game. The next episode, Olivia's on her game. The fact that Olivia is now off her game in this particular instance, she's going to be back on her game next week and in the week after, she's going to be off her game. So, no, no, yes, no, no, but you know what it is? Done, no, no, but, but I don't think is. it's not, I don't think it, it think it's anything to do with the chemistry between them it's just the simple fact that Olivia the character is not a superwoman they're showing us that some days you off your game and some days you on your game because you off it but not because she's not capable of doing it well it's not that she's not capable but some days she off her game and some days she on her game this whole but my point is this whole this whole euphoric idea that Olivia Olivia is the greatest she never makes mistakes and when she makes mistakes there's something wrong I don't think anyone I don't think anyone says she can't make mistakes and some days she be on No, and see, and I think about it, I think it's very similar to even Serena Williams in the same point that Serena loses because Serena lost, not because someone beat her. Serena lost because her head's not in the game. Serena loses because she she has an injury. No, but it doesn't mean that anyone beat her. I think there's a difference between someone actually being capable versus someone not being capable. The difference is, and and I could be wrong, the way you're saying it is that Olivia never was a gladiator. Olivia wasn't... No, you can be your gladiator, but everybody makes mistakes. You can be a gladiator and some days you off. Gladiator don't mean perfect. Nothing is perfect. Nobody is perfect. I, gladiator means that, yes, some days you off, but you bounce back. And then the okay. next day, if you off, mm-hmm. you bounce mm-hmm. back. Not that every day you ain't going to never fall off. And then when you bounce back, it's because you beat yourself. No, everybody everybody falls off. And then I just want to defend yeah. Liv for a second. When she had the conversation with Quinn last week, she was kidnapped. I mean, I think she has... She has a right to be off her game, as you would say, Cornelia. Well, I'm just saying, we've been yeah. saying she's been off her game on and off since season yeah. one. Like, yeah. it's, it's so not a new. we should just start saying she's Olivia. She's Olivia. Mm-hmm. That's just my, I mean, that's that's me. If, if if I'll keep saying it. I mean, y'all can. No, I hear you. That's my take. I hear you. I get both points. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah. So let's go to a lighter note. <clears throat> that man. Mm-hmm. Yes. So, guys, um, you know, whenever a new character is introduced, oh my God. <laughs> I'm about to mm. preach, y'all. Mm-hmm. <coughs> whenever a new character is introduced into this show, yes. especially when it is a male character, immediately our eyes, uh, our thoughts are, we, we, we judge to see how they're going to fit into this story. When Alex Vargas entered the the television screen when he um, popped on to the radar we immediately were intrigued to find out who is this man when we found out that Alex Vargas is uh, Frankie Vargas's brother and then we saw how he spoke we saw how he was able to energize a crowd we saw his just charisma Um, we didn't see him shirtless yet Mm-hmm. Yet. Yet. But immediately, I know I was thinking, Liv, you need to get on Yo. this. 
Forget Jake. Get on this. Mm-hmm. Anyway, me being silly, <laughs> Vargas Vargas campaign. Um, Cyrus has somebody new that is really competition to what he's trying to do and he made excellent points this episode where it doesn't matter what he does uh, Alex Vargas is family and family is blood and you're going to listen to blood over you're going to listen to well not always but when they're qualified you're going to listen to blood over this new guy that manipulated you my your campaign my problem with Cyrus is when um is when uh, the dude from Desperate Housewives, uh, so this is Fran- 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 Francisco, yeah. Frankie. Francisco said, you know, do you have a problem with my brother? And Cyrus said, no. Listen, you should have, you should have said something then because now this is about to be a shithole. This is about to just, this is about to be a mess. And you know, as as your campaign manager, he should have said something because <clears throat> um, Frankie does not understand the overall picture. Yes, his brother is helpful in, in some other aspects but your brother doesn't know everything and so there should have been I, I think he should have said something so now I think I think Fibers needs to quit because because little young buck is going to give him a run for his money and he's going to and he's going to and he's going to go over everything that Cyrus does I agree. But I, I like agree. It I agree with you saying he should quit if that's what he wants to do, uh, because I know if my sister was running my campaign and you told me that you didn't like my sister, I'd be like, okay, cool, you can bounce. Well, this is my question though, Frankie. In that in that exchange, Frankie seemed a little naive. Like I took I took the brother coming in, knowing all this information and being a go getter, and then when he linked up with Liv and had the inside information, I took it as oh. Frankie probably doesn't know that his brother is doing it this way. He probably thinks that he's this mm-hmm. motivational speaker coming in like, yeah, let's do this grassroots campaign. But on the back end, <laughs> Frankie's like, I had no clue. So mm-hmm. I think in that sense, I was like, oh, maybe Cyrus should have said something. But in the regards of maybe we should set up a meeting because we need to be on the same page. I didn't even know you had a brother. So, you know what I mean? Like he should have, I think he should have spent it that way. Like you got to loop me in with everything. So I'm not blindsided and I heard looking stupid. But I do think Vargas is Frankie doesn't know who Vargas really is at all. I don't I don't think he does. I would agree with that. When we go And he's fine. Everybody on this show who fine always got a little dark twisty a dark twisty side. And that's literally I yelled that at the screen like a hundred times. I was like, Y'all, he's trouble. I was like, he's so fine. Mm-hmm. He's trouble. I hope li- although God. although oh. I- Please, please, dear Shondaland, let <laughs> them boink. And I please. say no. And we need a long No, I don't, I don't give yes. I give agree. Give me something like episode please. six of The Trail when oh. they went into the um, hotel room and they were like knocking lamps over yes. and stuff. Give me some of that. Agreed. The different person. I agree on the different person, but. <laughs> I, with Ant, with Vargas. They, oh, no, yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Swap fits out immediately. Oh, 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 oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, well, they're done as far as I'm concerned. Well. We'll go into that in predictions. Um, so, another thing that we had this episode was we found out that Edison, also known as... Put in Pop? Yes, is back. And he is going to announce that he's running for president. Wah, 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 wah. Sorry. So, before we even continue, like, where we... <laughs> but seriously, we heard Sophia's reaction. That was kind of mine, too. I was just kind of like... I wasn't bored only because... We went a whole 
48, or actually a TV show is really 42 minutes. We went a whole 37 minutes of no living, Jake. Why? Because there was so much going on with all the um with all the candidates. Yay! More storylines. That was no, I I agree with that. So for that reason, I like the fact that. Edison, aka Puddin' Pop, is in the mix because you have all these candidates, which will get different storylines, and then we don't have to watch, or I don't have to watch a Live and Jake as much. I and I, I liked it. I mean, I liked the interaction between him and Liv because it seemed like this was the first time she thought that he would ever run. Like it didn't seem like they talked about it at all. It was like, oh shoot, it doesn't run it. Oh okay, and I liked. That he at least tried to, before we found out that he was getting money from Papa Pope, mm-hmm. try to show or his character showed that I'm not just this little Senate boy. Like, mm-hmm. I'm not going to just be sitting here doing the same old thing. I actually have aspirations <laughs> and I do want to move forward. So I appreciated that. See, and for me, I 100% agree until again, why does everyone play their card? So you thought you were going to have Olivia walk into your office and you were about to be like, no, you got played? <laughs> no, but seriously, and you don't think now I'm about to pull your rehab card? You a dumb... Yeah. I don't know why I'm so, like, No, no, because... But it, you better yeah. say, like, no. Like, again, like, you... you, And this is, this is the only thing that's irritating me, okay? Or not the only thing. To me, the major difference between season one and season three, and I would love for you gladiators, whether or not it's on iTunes or YouTube, to comment on this. To me, season one and season three was realistic to Washington, D.C. Washington, D.C. is a war game. When The position that you're in, you are strategic. You are reactionary. But at the end of the day, everything you do is life or death. So you're really thinking about it. These people are loose. Like, these people are playing Monopoly. They're not playing war games. So you don't just because your ego gets upset be like, oh, yeah, so I'm totally in bed with your father and what you thought I was just a punk, I'm not a punk. All right, cool, but now you're my enemy. When actually what he should have done is he should have totally played dumb and been like, what are you talking about? My pack is run by such and such, such and such, such and such, right? <laughs> so that she would have come in, she would have felt guilty, she would have given him him um, information, he would have gone, oh my God, I will totally look into that, Liv. Thank you so much. See, that's exactly why. Like, I know it didn't work out with us, but like, you'll always have a special place in my heart. Right? Mm-hmm. She would have gone back, she would have never played that effing card, and he would have been a G. Telling people what you're going to do is never a good idea. Why? Because now I gotta snipe you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You remember when, um, when they were outside in that parking garage and Liv said to him, "You will make a great candidate." Yeah, I caught when, that. When she yeah. Yeah. She, yeah. So I'm. One but let let her. My thing is this in life, like, and not for nothing. Like, it's childish to literally let the thoughts of someone who doesn't matter affect you. More importantly, if in fact they do matter, you do not let them know that they do not let them know that you think that they matter. Why? Because then they got to put their gloves on. The minute I know you see me, if I'm coming for you, now I really got to have my game tight. Mm-hmm. If you don't see me, I don't have to get my game tight. So his best facade, his best shield was being pudding pop. The minute you basically declared yourself to be a mini Rowan. No, now, now you stupid. He did seem like a mini ruin in that moment. And uh, let's quickly, when Liv was talking to, before we found out everything was going on, which, by the way, Vanessa Moss and Quinn, that whole scenario, how she, they did Plan B and she put on the wig. And she's like, oh my God, the what? 
That was, I kind of like that. Mm-hmm. I, I, I kind of like that. Mm-hmm. The only the only thing I will say is the the only slip up. If Jake is the head of the NSA and she starts to spend time with this mm-hmm. woman from college, if Jake saw or did any type of investigate, even not even investigating, just somehow managed to see who she was hanging out with, because if <clears throat> not if because of what he's doing with Vanessa Moss, you know he's watching her like a hawk. You're going to see Quinn, and you're going to be like, wait a minute, wait, whoa, 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 whoa. The problem is, you are so correct, but again, because this show is messy, Olivia oh, yeah. goes right into exactly. the restaurant and basically goes, I see you, I know what you're doing. So but then it you're don't even matter. What I mean, it's literally like, again, people, <laughs> does it make sense? Let this asshole think he's winning, right? Hoes be winning. Let Jake, who is definitely up, think he's winning. The minute you call him out, now what? And did she have to go do all that stuff in the bathroom? It's payback. It was payback. I but get it, but it, it, I thought it was I thought it was unnecessary. And then also, so what? So then he's gonna go boink his girlfriend? And, yeah. And I like I'm confused. I just thought. She- <laughs> I I felt that was written specifically for the fans who love Liv and Jake. Was it I thought it was written for the fans who no. were so mad that he finger popped her the way he did and they were like, Yeah, girl, mm. like payback. Yeah, okay. Like it right. was a payback thing. And again, I'm not Especially in high the way they show her walk out like mm. Yeah. But she didn't even do her walk. Yeah, she didn't. Even her outfits are sick. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, everyone's yeah, is on point. Just one other thing about the one thing that I'm was on the fence about is the way the girl was just, I mean, she ran her mouth and she just gave up so uh, so much information. But she, she, <laughs> you don't that, know people like that. I, I do. Know, I, wait, I, I know, wait. Okay. I know people like that. But when you are attached to who you are attached, I would assume that you don't think so. I t- shut I, your no, mouth. No, I, I, you, your reasoning is one hundred percent correct. So you're basically saying, given the fact that you are engaged to the head of the NSA, yeah. you would think that you would be a little bit more wary of "quote unquote" strangers. I think the irony is, I think that's life. No one thinks something like that can happen to them until it happens to them. And again. He obviously picked her on purpose because there's a naivete to her. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Even the same point that she's like, oh, we knew each other from school, whatever. Oh, I look the same, blah, blah, blah. It's like, no, you don't not for same. nothing. Yeah. Wouldn't, you, wouldn't, you, wouldn't you be like, oh, so what class were we in together? Yeah, exactly. I'm sorry. As we're talking, um, maybe I'm I'll be a B I'll be doing I'm the Facebook. You go to LinkedIn. Yeah. Facebook. Let me go to your I'm LinkedIn seeing, account. If we don't have no mutual friend, you were, I did not know you. Mm-mm. I mean, totally could have been as as inquisitive as those reporters were. Well, what restaurant? Well, what city? What did it? It, it was just, no, but I think it's also it's 2016. Yeah, like you would do that. But agree, agreed. I think that ironically, I think that her character is actually true to form because I think that he picked her on purpose because there's a naivete to her. That's why she was so superstitious about the phone and this and the other thing. Because even that. Again, he's the head of the NSA. So you think... So even... Think about it. Even without the backstory with him and Olivia, he's the head of the NSA. You don't think that's a little bit weird you ran into him twice? Yeah. So... Oh, no. I was about to share. Mm -hmm. Personal story? Yeah. Okay. Caught myself. Well, last thing I (laughs) want to talk about... You guys forgot I lived in D.C. for a long time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Last thing I want to talk about, the conversation with um, Papa Pope and Liv when she goes and she asks him for advice or for advice. Now that we know a little bit of Papa Pulp's ulterior motive and what he's doing, the advice that he gave her, though, do you think that was mm-hmm. specifically because he's tied to Edison, or was he saying... Both. <laughs> I think it's both. I think it's both. The fact that he 
even in the conversation in his monologue, which I love because it wasn't real preachy this time. Mm-hmm. It was very straight to the point and it was like a it was a talking tone. So I like this one. This was probably one of my favorites. Um, he even dropped that little tidbit that he was even threatened by Edison. And not and I took that as not threatened that he thought Edison was a better man than him, but he knew Edison was a, re- a regular dude. Like he could come in and feel fill a regular void in a woman's life for someone who didn't have a father cuz Edison was like that father figure. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So I think that what he was saying to Olivia Yes, it was because he was back in back in Edison. But I think at the end of the day, if he had to choose everybody Olivia would have been with, I think he would pick Edison. I agree. So I think he was saying it like, "Don't don't throw the brother under the bus." Just he stood up for you. Okay. And I can't remember what episode it was, but do you remember when they had that conversation on the bench, and her dad basically was like, "No, you're meant to you're meant to stay in the sun. Like mm-hmm. you're meant to save us all." I think that that, for me, that's why, like, I don't care what anyone says. Like, I love Rowan. Yes, he is a sociopath or whatever, whatever, whatever. But I think he really does think that he gave birth to the next Messiah. For him to be God, Olivia is Jesus Christ. So that means he actually thinks she really wears the white hat. And that's why he had to make the Robin Hood reference. And in her having to take the white hat off, the only reason you would have to do that is because you are not, in fact, the son of God. Does that make sense? That means you have to step down off of of Mount High and actually stand with the rest of the peasants and the normal people. So that's, to me, how I took the tone. So even though it wasn't preachy, you didn't hear it preachy, I actually agree with you that the tone wasn't preachy. But to me, the message was very biblical and very much like, no, like, know who you are. Do you know what I mean? Like, it may seem tough, and maybe it's also because it's Easter, and maybe I'm just, like, in that space. But it's like... Hard times are going to come, but, like, you need to figure out a way and still walk the path of righteousness in order to get to your end goal. I took it. It was very, it was very father-daughter to me, but in a very, in a very um, um, Papa Pope Olivia way. It was very, <clears throat> Olivia basically said she was coming in to the situation, uh, get uh, coming to him, and she already knew the answer. And so then he then was was playing the father figure but he was doing it in a strategic way as he always does because you know papa always can outdo outdo his daughter but in the very very last scene when he can't kind of gave her the business and you saw the side view she was looking like the 16 year old child who had just disobeyed her father and she had this very sad look on her face and she looked like this teenage girl so i took i agree with you guys but i i, I take it in the sense that it was he schooled her and the father dart away and still tricked her as he always does. Hmm. Well said. All right, guys, let's go ahead and go to Cornelia's cold piece of the week. Cold piece of the week for this week's episode of ABC Scandal goes to Miss Susan Ross. And not just because of the things that she was doing in this episode in regards to running for president, but the fact that she was outside of that uh, debate scene with a pack of Virginia Slims in her pocket, honey. (laughs) Smoking like the OG that she is. Susan was smoking that cigarette like she had Virginia Slims paraphernalia at the crib. Back in the day, remember you used to, I don't know if your aunties used to send off the proof of purchases and get the tote bag, the t-shirts, the book bag, and the coin purse. But Susan was smoking that cigarette like she had the Virginia Slims coin purse 
with two packs and extra change at the bottom and a, and a thing of butterscotch. So for that reason, I give Miss Susan Ross cold piece of the week. Hit us up on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Let us know who you think should be cold piece of the week using hashtag cold piece. All right, guys. Now let's go into predictions. <laughs> and now you're after Buzz TV predictions. I predicted the base going to be a nice hot mess. <laughs> I second that. <laughs> Do we have a third? I third. I third. <laughs> Approved. <laughs> I I agree. Yes, I fourth. <laughs> I fourth. <laughs> but um, the paper that Olivia got from oh. Vargas, I predict that it is going to be something on there, but I predict that <laughs> it's gonna pain Olivia to have actually have to come out with it about Susan. Mm-hmm. I think Olivia respects Susan enough, but once she sees that, she's gonna be like, damn, like you know what I mean? Because she has the dirt and she has to use it because Melly is tanking. But I think it's gonna be something Olivia really doesn't want to expose. Hmm. I, I think that Camellia is 100% correct, but I originally thought that there was nothing on the paper until I saw the promos. And the reason being is. I really want Alex Vargas to be an adversary for Olivia. Mm-hmm. I feel like it has been a minute since she has actually had someone which she really respects. I think it has been a minute which she has actually really had to focus and think about someone other than herself or Jake. <clears throat> so to me, that would in fact have been the ultimate power move, not only to get Olivia to turn on someone, but arguably turn on someone that she was that intimately involved with. Y'all, she sent him to rehab? Mm. And then she outed him? So I actually almost need Alex to have gotten the better of her in some way. Mm. I would like that storyline. Um, I think Edison or Alex has to go. Die. Dang! During the uh, wait, a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. First of all, during Edison, the before the election even start, Edison yeah. can go, but Alex cannot die. Yeah, no. One of them has. You one know of, how it goes on this yeah. show. One of them has to go, uh, simply because Edison is involved with Reverend Ike, and Alex is way over his head. Cyrus is crazy, and um, you just never know. He may get his new boo thing, Tom. I'm so confused. Like one minute, Ooh, I one minute I think, Tom one minute I think he's gay. One minute I think he's playing a gay game. But then he took a split. Oh, he was ready to go down. No, he's going down. He was ready to go down. Cyrus is a G. Yeah. And Put your coat back on. Sound like somebody's mama. <laughs> Put your coat back on. Yeah. And then my my last thing is um I think I think Lizzie's um bitter ass is going to sabotage Susan's campaign. <gasps> and therefore, bring and therefore, Melly will then come up because uh, Lizzie is going to uh, play both sides. Listen, when someone is, is when someone thinks they have it their way in a relationship, and then you, when I'm controlling a relationship, and then all of a sudden Cornelia does something, and then you break up with me. No, wait a minute, no, 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 you don't break up with me. I'm in control of this relationship. Oh, so you gonna break up with me? Uh huh. Okay, I got something for you. And wait a minute. <laughs> But Susan broke up with David. No, no, but but David broke up with Liz. Lizzie's going to be a bitter Betty, and she's going to come for Susan like Susan has never came before. Poor Susan. I know, poor thing. 
that's gonna be the next hashtag. All right, guys. Um, <laughs> it probably was trending tonight. I bet you poor Susan was trending. <laughs> then they're gonna create a meme out of it with her sad face in the office where she was sitting in the chair far away. <laughs> no, they're gonna do one with the cigarette smoke because that was a, that was a better one. She was just looking like misty no, she was holding like she had a Virginia, Virginia Slim's wife beat her on underneath that seat. Tell me again. I Tell cannot. me again. Are you cheating? <laughs> what? Raspy voice. Yeah, we can't. Let us know where we can find you all on social media. You can find me on all social media at Bam Erickson. At Sophia Stanley, Twitter and Facebook. At the Sophia Stanley on Instagram. You can find me on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Cornelia. And you can find me at Emil Ennis Jr. and at Emil Ennis Jr. 31 on Snapchat. I what? forgot my what? password for the old one that Eddie Milton Jr. said to create some random one the 31 minutes. <laughs> and if you need an extra shot of conversation, search on iTunes for Happy Hour Shot of Conversation. You'll love it. Guys, thank you for joining us each and every week. We will see you here, same time, same place next week. From executive producers Maria Manunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. And I'm Richard Buzz, you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.